0: Back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 937 the Ticket
1: and the TicketFM.com. Rolling right along here on a Monday. Here on the block, I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. Big thanks to Rico for jumping in. Has got some business handled there. Start the first segment. Right now, though, we go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We welcome in Brian Munson, covering Husker recruiting uh, for On Three. Brian, let's start with the most recent news in recruiting for Nebraska. They get a defensive tackle and really a mountain of a man. Uh, coming into the college ranks from high school from a big program out in California, Sua Lafoto. What can you tell us about him and uh, the role he played as high school?
0: Yeah, big guy, six four, two ninety five, two 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 ninety ish. You know, I think he was two eighty nine, two ninety something like that when he uh, when he was there for his official visit a week ago. Um, committed on Sunday, um, and. Uh, it was just, look, it was – he did not start for his team. Now, I think people have to kind of understand a little bit when you start talking about St. John Bosco, um, what does that really mean? Well, th- that was the number one team in the country. And what a luxury it must have been to be able to bring in a six foot four, two 290-pound defensive tackle to rotate. I mean, that is just – that's insane, you know, riches basically when it comes to depth. Um, But, you know, I I watched his film and you kind of take all that stuff kind of out of the equation. He's a he's a big body guy. He's got great technique. Um, You know, he's 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 quick enough, I think, within like the box to be able to 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 make some plays happen. He's raw. He he needs to get to work, you know, at Nebraska, um, understand a little bit more about, you know, getting a little quicker, developing his body. Um, but there's a lot of plus side here. And plus, you know, in talking to Sua, it was, you know, it wasn't a coincidence, obviously, that his host was uh, Brody T- uh, Tagaloa. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they paired him up with another Polynesian guy from California. The two of them hit it off. You know, and it was one of those things that you, you, you just have to ask those questions. And he just went on to say, like, look, Polynesian people go where other Polynesian people are. And, and he is Mm -hmm. very, very interested in helping build, you know, essentially that Polynesian pipeline that Nebraska, you know, really enjoyed, you know, back there in the, in the nineties and the early two thousands and and drawing more guys, you know, into the, into the Midwest and, and and Nebraska clearly is trying to do that. I mean, Donovan Riola was recruiting Hawaii. You'll, you'll come across Polynesians in California and Utah, obviously, uh, in in Nebraska, has offered guys, you know, the uh, Polynesian for 24 and 20 and 25. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting to watch as they kind of try to get this one off the ground a little bit. Uh, but you know, having a couple guys on the team and adding a third, uh, it, it's you got you got to start someplace. And obviously, those guys know that it's it's going to be kind of on them to to make sure that when other Polynesian guys visit, it's on them to make sure they're comfortable.
1: One of those Polynesian names that you mentioned in Riola. you've been a you know, prime target for Nebraska. Recently, Dylan Raiola, the top-ranked quarterback in the 24 class. Does Nebraska have a legitimate shot? And if they do have a shot, is he worth the hype, according to, to your look at the film? Is he just the best quarterback in this class? Or do you think that his you know, number one overall ranking would stack up to some other classes in recent memory?
0: I don't even know who you're talking about. What's his name again? Oh, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Everybody's talking about Dylan Riola in Nebraska, you know, sending, you know, multiple assistant coaches out there to see him the last day of the the contact period. How good is he? He is very good. And in fact, it sounds like he's going to be changing high schools again. Sounds
1: like he'll... Might have lost Brian. He's
0: in, his, oh, back. he's in his back pocket. He's got arm strength. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're you back. There?
1: You're good. Yep, you're good.
0: <laughs> can you hear me?
1: Yes, you're back. I've lost you for about five seconds there, hey, but you are sorry back.
0: Sorry about that. He's got every throw that he <laughs> Sorry sorry about that. I think we're getting a we're getting a little bit of a winter storm down here, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't it doesn't surprise me that the network's getting a little funky. Um, I, he's got every throw that he that he needs to make. He's got arm strength. He he can he can He can put it on a rope. He can put air underneath it. He can time it out. He's got accuracy. Um, He's a big athletic guy. I mean, this is also a a big time baseball player too, on top of everything else. So he is definitely worthy of the hype. Um, You know, I've had some really tough questions like asked of me, like, you know, how do you, how does it compare like, if Nebraska doesn't get him, like, who would you compare it to, like, in terms of disappointment? I don't. I have to really sit back and think on that a little bit. That's a tough one to answer. I, I have compared him in terms of the get potential, like, as big of a guy, like the guy, like you, you know, if you if you have an in with a player, like like Nebraska does with Dominic, uh, back to his son. I I, I think. In terms of the magnitude of of how impactful he could be to the program, I, I could come up with like Amon Green, and mm-hmm. and that's saying something because in talking to Amon like about his decision, you know, a few years back when we we're talking about his nephew now, Paul, I don't know necessarily if if Amon was a hundred percent sold on Nebraska, and Tom Osborne really had to recruit him, the kid, you know, out of as a kid from in-state Nebraska, so. I want to kind of say that, but it's it's kind of weird because that's an in-state guy and Amon Green. I just I have to think about it more. But he's Dylan's definitely worthy of the hype. I mean that is a that's a big physical, athletic, strong-armed quarterback that's also very very intelligent and has that high football IQ.
1: If Nebraska doesn't end up getting the commitment of Dylan Ryola, should they be disappointed? Because, Brian, as I look at it, to me it's still a bit of a pie-in-the-sky dream because he's the number one overall player. We've heard blue chippers don't come to Nebraska, especially not quarterbacks. And you have Georgia on his heels. They've won two national championships in a row. You have USC and Lincoln Riley, who's probably the best you know quarterbacks coach in college of at least the last decade. If not even maybe a little bit further, and then you have Oregon, who's still, I think, you know, a player in the Pac-12 and kind of the cool kid on the block. To me, yeah. it's not a disappointment if Nebraska doesn't get Dylan Raiola. Would you think it would be a disappointment if he doesn't?
0: Well, and to kind of echo what you just said about Oregon, got the number one class in the, in the nation last year in 2022, they um, or 2023, excuse me. Um, and you know, Lincoln Riley's got a couple of really good quarterbacks there already in in, in 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 Los Angeles. Would it be a disappointment? Yes, but is it is it something? I think that you know, in terms of like the, the um, you know how significant of a loss it would be. Look, if you miss out on the number one recruit in the country, of course it's going to be significant. However, look at look at your competition, like you just laid out. You, you got the back to back national champs. You got the twenty twenty three recruiting champs, and you got Lincoln Riley, who's really starting to get some things done and trying to get some things accomplished out there in Los Angeles. Uh, you've got some really steep competition. You're, you're really starting over because with, with Matt rule, taking things over the Saturday after Thanksgiving to where you are now, you're still on the top four. At least he's back on the market. You know, he's decommitted finally from Ohio state. So you've got this, you've got this, this batter's chance at the plate. Right. And, and really what it, what it comes down to is how special can you make the on-campus visit be when he and his family come back to Nebraska? Like, That's going to really matter a bunch. And and it's also going to matter that Nebraska didn't take a 2023 quarterback in the class. Um, That's something you can kind of go back and point to and say, we took Sims. We got these guys in the room. And there's this spot here that you could kind of jump into. And you should be completely and totally in the picture right here. And, and that's going to be a fun thing, I think, for Matt Rule and his staff to be able to kind of outline and, and show Rayola about how, how impactful, how early he could, you know, get on the field, you know, potentially at Nebraska.
1: Sticking on the, the quarterback train of thought, but moving ahead to the 25 class, a name I've heard popping up more and more, and I look at his offer sheet, it's, it's growing, including a lot of Big Ten teams and a couple of big SEC names. Is Stone Saunders out of Pennsylvania, again, in that 2025 class. What do we need to know about him, and where do you think he ranks on Nebraska's priority list? I'll
0: tell you what, um, yeah, uh, Stone is, Stone's a, a, a big-time dude. I, t- I caught up with him. He was actually just in town. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 be flat out honest with you. I did a quarterback preview about a month month and a half ago from all the new offers that Matt Rules uh, and his staff had made, and they had made I don't know four or five offers to 2025 guys or whatever. Saunders was my favorite guy to break down his film. He is an absolute stud. Uh, the way he can, the way he reads things, the way he leads things, the way the way he the way he's able to get a ball into a tight space. Um, he is incredibly, I mean, he's, he's, he's got mobility, but he doesn't, he's not really that dual, that dual threat guy. You know, he, he can, (laughs) he can do some things in short little bursts, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to rip off a 65 yarder to the house. Um, he has got all the tools too. He is incredibly fun. You know, he's not rated yet by on three, but I, I I would tell you that that's going to be coming here soon for a lot of the 2025 guys. I think Nebraska is actually in a really good spot following following the visit that he just took on the twenty fifth. Uh, I I just I was really amazed that Nebraska was able to get him in so early, and it really was uh, it really was kind of that refreshing thing that Nebraska it's like getting out of the twenty twenty three class and, and that whole kind of uh, fishbowl there <laughs> and looking out you know past the the immediate signing day and the, and the portal transfer stuff. And the, and the guys that are going to be coming in a year or two from now, that was really refreshing to see, you know, how, how Matt Rule and his staff were, were already working. Uh, those guys are going to be like the 2B junior class.
1: We've talked about the two quarterbacks there in Raiola and Saunders as we talked to Brian Munson here on three, some Husker recruiting. Who are some other big names that Nebraska is looking at in, I guess, the 24 class? Most of all, is there anyone else in 25 on their radar right now?
0: Um, you know, I think there's a guy, I I was supposed to, I was supposed to get a hold of his coach this afternoon and unfortunately it just never happened, but you got Aaron Humphrey from Dangerfield, Texas. And I think that this needs to be kind of, you know, talked about here a little bit. He's a wide receiver. He has been communicating, you know, with Rayola over social media about like, Hey, when you're, when you're ready to do it. Let me know. I'm going with you. Like there's there's some really interesting things and in dialogue like happening in that space between those two guys. And and obviously, you know, things aren't that bad in state when it comes to wide receiver when you got, you know, Hall and and maybe even like a like Benning potentially, you know, playing on both sides of the football for you or playing, you know, playing one side or the other. And I think that they were in, obviously, just to see Ryan Wingo from St. Louis, Missouri. But Aaron Humphrey is an interesting guy. I know he was supposed to come up again like a week or two ago and then got things confused with the 7-on-7 tournament weekend down in Florida and had to skip, but he's looking forward to getting back. So I, I think I would kind of just remember that name right there and, and, and see where he goes. He's a, he's a Texas B commitment, and, and that's that's really – that's really interesting to me about why a guy would back off being a being a home state guy. Um, I think there's some other things kind of working there behind the scenes uh, between Nebraska and, and, and Aaron.
1: Brian, we'll wrap up with this. The the real, actually, no, original signing day is still a thing. It's on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, as we come to that, and you know, close to the wrap up of this recruiting cycle, then you look at this 23 class for Nebraska and what you've heard and seen from the coaching staff. If you can give the class a letter grade, what grade would you give them? And what are some of the, the takeaways you think from the staff and how they approach this cycle?
0: Yeah. Um, it's a B plus, Um, and that's being a little critical and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, you know the loss of Walter Rouse will be the, the storyline, and and why the, the why the team isn't finished with a higher letter grade for me. Ne- Nebraska needed that veteran offensive tackle. Uh, you 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 do come away from the situation, you know, with another offensive tackle, you know, like like uh, Jacob Hood from Georgia. You do bring in Ben Scott, who's going to play center position for you. But I think Rouse was really you needed that you needed that kind of expert veteran guy, you know, to play offensive line. But they went out there and got that transferred quarterback, you know, with your top two guys being hurt in the room, coming off of surgery right now. You, you go out and you, you address the, the the edge position big time. You got yourself a, a big time tight end. You go get yourself a number one wide receiver in, in Kemp. Um, I, you know, there's all these other little pieces that kind of come together, and then you get the class as a whole. Five guys with 10-5 or faster 100-meter speed. Um, that's really, really interesting to me because I think the whole time we had been talking about Scott Frost being the head coach in Nebraska, he always he always wanted to make athleticism and speed like his, his number one thing. I can't quite recall another class faster than this group that, that Matt Rule just pulled together for uh, that's, that's going to be part of the 2023 group.
1: That's Brian Munson covering Nebraska recruiting for on three. Brian, appreciate your time as always. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, be good. No promises on that. But, hey, hopefully we got good streak in the building today. We got the shootout coming up next. It's Monday. You know what that means. That means we're, we're looking at the AP poll for the men. Some moving, some shaking in the poll. So if you want to play the shootout, uh, you can reach us on the same number we just talked to Brian. That's 402 464 five six eight five. That's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Same number for the Sarder Heyman text line. Chime in all show if you have thoughts. When we get back, we're playing the shootout. Here we go.